How do you pronounce it? Sengoku Jidai. Sengoku Jidai? Sure, and today we'll be learning about it. tuning in to today's episode of Quick History, where we explain history topics in 20 minutes or less. I'm Lily, I can barely remember what happened yesterday. I'm Jack, and I love history, and today we're talking about the Sengoku period, or more specifically the years leading up to the end and the two clans uniting it, it being Japan. First, we'll start at the beginning of it, and a quick recap on how this all started. In 1467, Japan ignited into a civil war called the Onin War, which started as a dispute between two clans of the Hosokawa and the Imana, I guess. But soon spiraled out of their control, displaying, destroying both clans and destroying unity. As this unity was destroyed, the Diemo warlords fought for bits of whatever land they could grab splitting Japan into warring thieves, chaos, and a hundred years of civil war. But now that that's done, let's get started on the main start of our story. We start with the province of Mikawa, home of the Matsudaira clan in 1548. The reason this is important is because the capital, Kyoto, is just a short distance away, and whoever the ca controls the capital controls Japan, in theory. But there are two more powerful clans bordering the Matsudaira, the Oda to the west and the Imigawa to the east. It was only a matter of time before one attacked the Matsudaira, the, and that year was 1548, when the Oda clan decided to attack and march their armies through the Matsudaira territory. The defenses were lost, and the Matsudaira needed help to survive. That's when they turned to the Imigawa, begging for an alliance. The Imigawa accepted, but they wanted something in return. The Matsudaira clan leader's oldest son. With no choice, the Matsudaira leader agreed, and the boy started to be moved to the Ingmigawa land. But as he's being escorted out of Matsudaira territory, the Oda ambush him and take him hostage. The Oda used him as a bargaining chip and tell him that that the Oda used him as a bargaining chip and tell the Matsudaira that if they don't renounce their alliance, they will kill the boy. Now, the head of the Masudara uses one of the greatest comebacks in history and says something along the line of, kill my son and show the Imagawa how committed to our alliance I am. Brilliant. Don't kill my son, I win. I kill him and win even more. It works. Oda, don't kill him. 
the Oda don't kill him and instead have him sit at a local temple for years until the Oda can put him to use. The old head of the clan had died, and seeing their chance, the Imagawa forces siege forces siege the castle that houses the new head of the clan. They offer him a deal. If he gives over the Masajara boy and the castle, they'll let him live. The Oda take this deal instantly because they don't need the boy, and in addition, the head of the Matsudaira clan had also died, so it made this boy, in name at least, the head of the Matsudaira clan. The Imigawa hoped that having the boy was a good way of making sure the Matsudaira remained on their side. The boy returned home at the age of 15, and in 1556, being considered a man by the standards of the time, he took up the sword and marched into the Oda lands, taking hill forts along the border. But even as this was happening, the Imigawa forces were doing much better, marching deep into Oda territory. The end is nigh for the Oda. The Imigawa siege the final Oda castle with the loyal Matsudaira at their side, and they will finally march into Kyoto. The Imigawa are in a gorge, resting for the final siege, with the Masudaira camped further off at one of the border forts they'd taken. But the Oda forces are preparing for their last stand. Their leader, a 26-year-old named Oda Nobunaga, had other plans. His advisors tell him to surrender or hide in the castle, and in his response he says, Do you really want to spend your entire lives playing for longevity? We were born to die. Whoever's with me, come to the battlefield tomorrow morning. Whoever's not, just stay there and what, wherever you are, watch me win. I suck at speaking. I'm sorry. Knowing that, defending will only last him a few more days, and he wants to take what little shot at victory he has. He takes only a few hundred men at his disposal and marches towards the Imagawa forces, who have tens of thousands of men. He marches towards almost certain death. He rallies men from the countryside and musters a force of 2,500. But he knows the Imagawa position well, and he does something insane. He splits up the men. He sends 500 men up a hill where a fortified temple is located to distract the Imagawa. No bunga... No bunga... No bunga knows a way around the gorge and begins to sneak around. A storm starts, and no one in the Imagawa camp sees them until it's late, too late for them. The men who have been drinking and celebrating have no reaction but to flee or die. It's chaotic and so unexpected that the lord of the Imagawa thinks it's a fight caused by the peasants in his army. He thinks that until a soldier bursts into his tent and decapitates him. Without leadership and with such a devastating defeat, the Imigawa forces were flee and are cut down by the thousands. But that was it for the Imigawa. They thought they were all going all the way to the capital, Kyoto. And the destruction of the only army they had, the Imigawa were destroyed by all the clans that bordered them even the Matsudaira, their ally. The leader of the Matsudaira clan decided to meet with the Oda and work out a deal. He became an ally more than a vassal to the Oda. This man, who was the leader of the Matsudaira, would soon be known throughout all Japan 
Tokugawa Ieyasu, and he would help Oda Nobunaga take the throne. But that's still a way away. Nobunaga still has two clans in between him and Kyoto, the Azai and Satio clans. So, Nobunaga decides to marry his sister to the lord of the Azai, and begins negotiations with the Satio. But the leader of the Satio is betrayed by his own son and Nobunga. Nobunaga is forced to go to war again, which is where our third main character enters. I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I'm so sorry. Toyotomi Hai... It's it's pronounced Hide Yoshi. So that's what I'm gonna say. Okay. To- Toyotomi Hide Yoshi. But he's not called that yet. And everyone in his story ch- everyone in this story changes their name so many times that we're just gonna call them what most people remember them by. The only important thing about the name situation is that Tokugawa Leyesu isn't Tokugawa Leyesu yet. When he changes his name, he also changes the Masurara clan's name to Tokugawa clan. But anyway, back to Toyotomi Hideyoshi. He started life as a peasant, and when he was old enough, he enlisted in the Oda army as Nobunga's sandal barrier. He was apparently so good at it, he was promoted to overseeing castle repairs and was off the leash. In 1561, Nobunaga invaded the Saito. It took three years with the Oda forces not being able to take the key castle fortress of Inabayama. Nobunaga called to- Toyotomi Hideyoshi to deal with it, and he turns all of the Saito's retainers against him. However, Inabayama still stood. Nobunaga ordered Hideyoshi to build a sort of jumping-off point, or fort, right at the foot of the mountain where Inabayama stood. He built it so fast that some legends say he built it overnight. He also talked to locals and learned of a pass to sneak around the mountain and attack the fortress from behind with a small group of men. Nobunaga gave the okay to this plan and allowed Hideyoshi to pick his men, where at dawn the next day, they gave a surprise attack. In conjunction with Nobunaga's main attack, Hideyoshi and his small band lit the storehouses of Inibayama alight. There was a tremendous explosion and the defenders were disoriented. And facing an attack, Hideyoshi threw open the gates and let Nobunaga and his army inside. It was the end for the Saito and with it, Nobunaga could march on Kyoto. Except for the fact he had no reason to justify it and without one, other clans might have unified against him. But in 1568, a man by the name of Ashikaga Yoshiaki met with Nobunaga, and he claimed to be the brother of the dead shogun and wanted Nobunaga to march into Kyoto and restore him as rightful shogun of Japan. So just like that, Nobunaga marches into Kyoto, kicks out the clan that was there, and restores power to Yoshiaki. But history isn't that simple. I lost recording privileges, so Jack's going to do this paragraph. For one, Nobunaga was using this to take control of the shogun while Yoshiaki thought he was actually going to be shogun. 
So trouble started almost immediately, with Nobunaga forcing Yoshiaki to write letters to the surrounding daimyo, inviting them to dinner. While Yoshiaki was one step ahead and already sent out letters telling Daimyo to come and liberate Kyoto from the usurper Nobunaga. So it was a bit suspicious to some. The Asakura clan in particular saw through the plot and refused. But since the invitation was from Yoshiaki and technically not Nobunaga, Nobunaga declared them as traitors to the shogun and went to war. However, to get from Kyoto to the Asakura lands, you had to go through the Azai. Nobunaga didn't sweat at this because he already married his sister to the lord of the Azai. So once the Oda and Tokugawa forces got to Azukura territory, the Azai turned traitor and betrayed the Oda. So if you were in Nobunaga's shoes, what would you do? Surrounded and cut off from his supplies, his first choice was to fight to the last. But his generals calmed him down and agreed to split the army and sneak away using the back roads. He did this, but Nobunaga would be back to fight the Azai and the Asakura, and he was going to kill the Lord of the Azai for the, his treachery. But something happens on the way back that e that makes him even more mad. A ninja by the name of Sang Sangutani Zanjubo has been waiting for them. He comes out of the trees and fires an arquebus, throws it aside, then fires another and flees. Both shots hit home, and Nobunaga falls to his horse, then gets up. Both bullets hit him, but get stuck in his armor. Nobunaga was furious, but he made it back to Kyoto where he spent the next few months gathering up his forces. In July of 1570, they march into the Azai lands where they meet at the Anagawa River by a combined force of Azai and Asakura troops. The Tokugawa and Oda troops line up, and when dawn comes, the battle begins. The Oda forces can barely hold being pushed back by the furious Azai assault, almost reaching Nobunaga himself before being cut down. But the Tokugawa forces break the Asakura line and turn towards the Azai, smashing into their flank and disintegrating them. The Oda and Tokugawa forces have to withdraw to Kyoto due to their ragged shape. That's when two other clans join in, the Yumiyoshi, who Nobunaga had kicked out of Kyoto originally, and the Ikoiki, who were warrior monks who held the nearby temple of Ishiyama Honganji. They both allied and went to war with Nobunaga. Nobunaga went first after the Ikoiki. The temple of Hongan Ishiyama Honganji was located south of Kyoto, where Osaka is located today. His 30,000 men surrounded the temple, and Nobunaga gave the order to attack. That's when Nobunaga learned the lesson that everybody else learned. Ishiyama Hokaji was impregnable. When the Oda forces advanced, they got bogged down in the mud and got their feet stuck in pots the monks had buried, and they had a heavy armor on. Then came the real surprise. Monks with guns. 3,000 elite arquebusiers destroyed the Oda army. For 10 years, the Ikoiki would hold out. Nobunaga had to abandon the siege when he learned that the Azai and the Asakura were back and attacking him again, allied with the warrior monks of Enrakuji. Enrakuji was a fortified temple atop of Mount Hiei, which is basically in Kyoto. Nobunaga had to make a truce with the Azai and Asakura and turned his trench into the warrior monks of Enrakuji. His men surrounded the mountain and set it alight. 
He then ordered to slaughter any one of anyone who tried to flee, men, women, or children. Twenty thousand people that day died, and everybody learned who Oda Nobunaga was. Jesus, Nobunaga. I'm, I'm gonna say I know, right? But anyways, Nobunaga spent the next month crushing Buddhist monks, yep, yeah, and finishing off the Zayanasakura clan. That's when a clan from the east attacked. They are pushed back and destroyed, but in their last minutes of existence, they make an alliance with the Uesugi and the warrior monks of Ishiyama Honganji. Now the leader of the Uesugi is a man named, uh, what's his name? Uesugi Kenshin, and he's widely known as the embodiment and avatar of the Japanese Buddhist war god. He's planning a major offensive into the Oda lands, and then dies without an heir in 1578. Anticlimactic for someone considered the war god's avatar. But anyway, on hearing of his death, Nobunaga shouted, The empire is now mine. In the next four years, he finally seduced the warrior monks and the warrior monks and lands the killing blow to the, to the Takeda clan, the clan that had attacked them previously from the east. He and a he and Tokugawa Ieyasu take a vacation and tour the Kansai. He's, his vacation is cut short, however, when he gets a letter from Hideyoshi asking for reinforcements in a siege he was maintaining in the north. He tells a general, one Akechi Mitsuhide, to pack up the army and go north, while Nobunaga takes a detour through Kyoto. Akechi Mitsuhide takes the army through Kyoto, too. Nobunaga takes rest with his retainers and advisors in the nearby temple of Hanoji. Akechi Mitsuhide brings the army through town, and as they, ne- as they near the temple, he shouts, The enemy is in Hanoji! The army, confused, rush the temple and cut down Nobunaga's retainers. He retreats to the inner level, where he and a young page commit seppuku as the temple burns around them. And with that, Oda Nobunaga is dead.